It's happy hour, and that means we continue the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo, Pat Dooley, and Zach Galaverde. Brought to you by Davis Gainesville Chevrolet and Cadillac, the official hometown outlet partner of the Florida Gators, and also in part by Sun State Federal Credit Union. And now here's Jeff, Pat, and Zach on ESPN 981 FM. Sorry, I didn't realize that I needed you so much. Chris little hang Weezer. Up. Little Weezer. No, Chris Lowe loves Weezer. Are you kidding me, man? Oh, he loves Take Weezer. Me back, back to I don't Shaq. know if he loves Pat Dooley <laughs> singing Weezer. All right, Zach and Pat in here. Jeff again is off today. He's got some uh, business to do. So we brought in some big time guests, including Barrett Salee, Chris Dorch, and now the Bulldog, Chris Lowe, who will join us from ESPN. Chris, how are you today? Pat, I'm great, man. What can you what can you not do? You can write, you can play golf, you can sing, you can write music. People, uh, people. He, Chris, he can also coach special teams. He just damn right I can. Oh, coach special teams, call plays. The head ball coach, the amb- well, the ambassador says you're a pretty good play call. I got some ball plays now. I got a little reverse bubble screen as a killer. I'm I'm right okay, to unleash Pat, on him. Okay, Pat, get your tight end open. I think get it tight open. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, obviously, uh, we're getting ready for spring football, and, and as you know, around the southeast, everybody's like, yeah, yeah, we have March Madness, but it's spring football, man. Are you kidding me? Um, it, uh, you got to be interested, though, in, in getting to it and seeing what – because there are so many questions out there as we approach it. Oh, yeah. In fact, I was at uh, Tuscaloosa today where they – Won a few championships over the last decade, beating with the uh, the head football coach there, Nick Saban, and it's a uh, everybody's still chasing the Crimson Tide, man. Not only yep. in the SEC, but all over the country. I mean, it's you know, just and talking to it today, it, it's still when you hear it, it just doesn't sound real. That they've won five of the last was it five of the last nine national championships, right? right. I mean, you've covered ball longer than I have, which is a long time. I'm dating both of us back. Yeah, thank you very did much. You ever think, did you ever think seriously that you'd see an era where in any league, but certainly in the SEC, that one school would win five national championships over a decade period? If, if I thought it would happen, I thought it could happen in a sport like baseball or softball. And the funny thing is, in baseball, it's actually been the opposite. No, nobody can maintain. Nobody's able to sustain. But that just shows you how hard it is to win championships. You have to win. I think football is so hard, uh, as you know, Chris, because you've got to win. You can't lose can't more lose. than one game uh, at the most. Then you got to hope. I mean, Alabama wasn't that. You know, wasn't a slam dunk to get into the playoff. And then you got to win two games yeah. against really, really good teams. Well, and, 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 and Nick will tell you, Coach Dave will tell you, that they've, they've had some things go right for them to get in a position to play for the national championship. But, boy, when they get on that stage, <laughs> they're pretty good. Um, but, you know, think about this. For, what, 20 years? Or how long? Tennessee went back-to-back SEC championships in 97, 98. And then no one repeated as SEC champs, I guess, until Alabama did it, what, was it 15 and 16? Yeah. And and so, you're talking about almost you know 20 years where nobody in the SEC repeated as champions, and now we're talking about Alabama that's won five in the last nine years. So, but but all that said, 
I still don't think that it's just out of the realm for the next year, two or three, being in Auburn, being in Florida, being in Georgia, being in LSU, going to rise up and unseat Alabama. I don't think the gap is as wide as some people would have you believe. I mean, Alabama's played well when they needed to. They've recruited like gangbusters. But, you know, and I was talking to Saban about this today, he's had a ton of turnover on his staff, a ton. In fact, there's not a single coach, Pat, that was on that 2015 National Championship staff that's still at Alabama in his same role. Not a single one. You know what's amazing to me is that you had in that national title game, and by the way, Nick Saban's been able to do this while also uh, operating a home for wayward coaches too, so you got to give him credit for that. Uh, but there were a quarterback, one was a sophomore, one was a true freshman, quarterbacks in the national championship game. By the middle of the season, neither one might be, be the starting quarterback for their team. It could be Justin <laughs> Fields versus um, Tua Tagliova. Come on, man. Don't you got to say it. You take it I, I have no clue. Shot. Tua. I only call him Tua. Tua Vailoa. Tua Vailoa. Tua T. Tua Tua Vailoa. No, I got And I think, I think those guys will, will be doing it, you know, bowing out this spring and preseason for the starting job. Hurt and, uh, and Tua Vailoa. But <clears throat> same in Georgia. I mean, it's um, – but you know what? What separates Alabama and Ohio State – and I guess Georgia now, but Clemson certainly. What separates those teams is that they are able to create incredible competition on the practice field. And you don't see that everywhere. I mean, when Florida had it rolling, certainly under Spurrier and Urban, I mean, you were there. I mean, it's the same deal. But those teams bring in all these players, and you know, those kids know that if, if they're not on their game day in and day out, they're not going to play. Well, who says it can't be like that at quarterback? And I think that's what you're going to have at Alabama this spring and preseason. You're going to have you know, Hurts talking about a little like slugging it out to see who's the best guy. Chris, uh, the Gators uh, begin spring practice in, in two weeks. Uh, first for, for Florida coach Dan Mullen. You know, what, what do you think of the job that he's done uh, so far since he's been here? Obviously trying to you know, resurrect an offense that's, that's struggled for almost a decade now. Um, you know, what were your thoughts on the hire when it happened and the, and the job he's done so far? Well, the, the hire to me checked all the boxes that, that Florida needed to check. I mean, what is you just cited? I mean, what, what have they not done the last several so Really going all the way back to when he was there. <laughs> you know, Urban's, Urban's last year, you know, they, they were not very good on offense. But they just haven't been explosive. They've not been consistent. And they've not had consistent quarterback play. Well, Dan has been terrific when it comes to developing quarterbacks. His offenses, you know, right on through. His state has scored points. They moved the football. They've done it different ways. Uh, and yet, at Mississippi State, I mean, it wasn't like they were recruiting you know, they weren't a top 25 recruiting class for whatever that's worth every year, but yet they were always very, very good, very consistent, very explosive, creative on offense. And probably as much as anything, they're always pretty darn good at the quarterback position. And uh, so I think those those are the things when you look at what Florida needs, he checks those boxes. I like his staff. I've known Todd Grantham a long time. You know, he's done it at a, at a high level at different places. You know, he likes to play – you know, pressure, get after you type defense. And I think with the way the kind of athletes that Florida recruits defensively, I think that'll be a good fit. 
So, no, I like the hire. I like the people he surrounded himself with. But as you guys know, you've been there a lot longer than I have. I mean, even when Will won that year and went to the Sugar Bowl, they weren't very good or very fun to watch on offense. And I've spoken to a few of the Gator clubs and touchdown clubs down there. I think in Florida they want you got to win to win SEC championships, but you better be pretty entertaining on offense too. I think that's going to be part of the equation. How, uh, Chris, how important is it for Georgia to have a good year this year? I'm not saying they need to get back into the playoff, but you certainly don't want to take a, a step back after you had such a uh, so much momentum going, especially with the number one class in America. Yeah, well, and I guess, I guess, Pat, what would be a step back? Would, would, be, would just be winning 10 games? <laughs> you know how it goes in the SEC. Would that be a step back? I don't know. I mean, I, don't, I think as long as they're in the hunt, legitimately in the hunt, to win an, to win an SEC championship, they're going to be okay. But, boy, they, he's recruited. I was there, I, I, I think it was the South Carolina game this year, and stayed over and spent some time at Kirby. And that weekend, when I went down the sideline before the game, I mean, they – it was like a who's who on the sideline of recruits. Not just Georgia kids, but kids from Virginia and Tennessee, Florida. Uh, he's really already built a recruiting juggernaut there. So I'd be surprised if you see much of the drop-off there. I think they're going to be very good for a while. Chris, how much of an uh, offensive improvement do you think Florida fans can expect from, from Mullen in year one, given his situation at quarterback? Because regardless of who he starts, um, he's probably going to have an, an underclassman uh, under center. But because they were so bad offensively last year, he has that you know big room for improvement. Well, certainly they're going to expect some improvement. I think what – don't you guys think more than anything that Florida fans want to see – at least to some degree, Florida be able to, to get the football down the field and make some plays, some explosive plays, some chunk plays, running the football, throwing the football, uh, and, and not just be as pedestrian as they've been on offense. Again, going back for several years, I think that's that, that's what I look for. What can Dan bring? Pardon me. What can Dan bring in the way of of offense that they're just more explosive? you know, across the board. Last thing for you, Chris, we appreciate your time as always. The When we go to Atlanta in July, is there any doubt in your mind that it'll be almost unanimous or unanimous that Alabama and Georgia will be the picks from the media who never get it right? No, which, which, which you're right, we never do. <laughs> um, but no, I, I'd be shocked if it's not Georgia and, and, uh, and Alabama. But I think there's more of a chance – that somebody in the East could unseat Georgia than somebody in the West. Although I think Auburn will be pretty good against that. You know, it's not, let's not forget they beat Alabama last year, and, and, and we're not yeah. able to beat we're in the sort division. Of, yeah, sort of an unlucky draw. They had to beat Georgia again in the SEC championship game, which is always tough. So that's why I said I'm not sure the gap is as far between Alabama and others in the SEC as people would have you believe nationally. It is a one-school league. But yes, Alabama's dominated, but I think there's some schools if things go right. But, no, I think there's some teams in the East, Florida, South Carolina, you know, that could, could potentially uh, challenge Georgia next year. I mean, that I would pick Georgia, but I would be just floored if somebody else wins it. Yeah, but Chris, you've got a team in the West that was this week awarded a national championship. 
in Texas A&M. I mean, they just gave them a plaque that said they will will eventually win a national championship. So you got that going. What, for with what they're paying, with what they're paying Jimbo, he better win one pretty soon. <laughs> hey, Chris, and always. You know what? He know he knows that he he gets at the end. Of, he he knows what the stakes are. You pay that kind of cash, that kind of guaranteed cash, and not only that, Pat. Look at the money they spent there in. Uh, College Station on their on their stadium on the facilities. I mean, they've doled out a ton of money for the football program. His yeah. staff. Look what they paid. He knows that it's not like, all right, first couple years we'll feel our way into this. Maybe by the third year, they got to win sooner as opposed to later, and he understands that unequivocally. It'll be interesting, and always interesting talking to you, Chris. Thanks so much for joining us today. Okay, buddy, and I'll see you down the road. Any time, guys. All right, Chris Lowe, the Bulldog from ESPN. Why do I call him the Bulldog? Yeah, how did he, he get that name? Because he, he's a Bulldog when it comes to getting the story. And next thing you know, you God, he got, how did Chris Lowe get this? The Bulldog. He got me. Yeah. Not always. I get him sometimes. Sometimes Mark Slaybaugh gets me. Sometimes you have coaches refuting his <laughs> stories. I mean, you got to deal with that. Hey, I, like I said though earlier, I love Schley, and he's a great guy, and I'm hoping this works out for him. A lot of people are rooting for Archie, Archie Miller, Sean Miller. Now they're rooting for him because of his, you know, stand up. I'm not going to take this. I got to watch it. I hadn't seen. I'm it. rooting for Schleyball. I hope I'm hoping that his story's right. I I know his story is genuine. Whether it's right or not depends on whether his source was right. Yeah. So we'll see what happens, and we'll see what happens on the other side of this break. We'll come back. We'll. We're open. We had four guests on, and we now we're going to be open for your calls. You can talk about the following subjects. Gator basketball, what you expect for the Kentucky game. Kentucky calling the Gators out last night. Gator baseball, two more wins. I think you would say an ultra-successful um, February, 9-1, yeah. going into March. Absolutely. Gator softball was placed today. Uh, and is off to a great start. Gator football, which spring practice starts pretty soon. Recruiting, if you'd like. Recruiting. Recruiting. And Justin Watkins' future position. <laughs> and Felipe. <laughs> All that coming up if you guys want to talk about it. And I see the phone lines already lighting up. So we will take a break. We'll come back with the last 40 minutes of the show. Again, no Jeff Cardozo today. We'll have him for tomorrow for a little bit, at least for the first Hour. I got to cover the baseball game tomorrow night, but it's six thirty, so I'll be able to stay with you the whole time. Oh, nice! He'll bolt it, you know. He'll go. Oh, the game starts in two hours. I got to go over there and set things up. I got to, I got to make sure my voice is perfect. Well, I hope he doesn't talk like that because that's he not does. A, that's not a good voice. That's what that's I hear <laughs> when he's telling me he can't do the show. That's not a good voice for radio. That's what I hear. We'll be right back. You're listening to the tailgate on WRUF. <laughs> 